Hello, my friends. Welcome to the Divine Your Life podcast. My mission in this podcast, in this life, in my job is to help align the mind and body with deep healing so you can access your truth and your power and divine your life. I hope you enjoy this episode. And if you do, please share, like, comment, review all the things. I appreciate you so much. And let's dive right in. Divine Your Life fam, welcome to episode 10, part 2 with my boyfriend, Cole Taylor. We really had every intention on touching on our relationship in the last episode, but got a little bit carried away with foundational things and business, so thought we'd wrap back around to really show up authentically in our relationship, our strengths, our struggles, um, really just be ourselves and be able to communicate what we're currently navigating to helpfully relate to you. Whether you're single or in a relationship, we do touch on how we positioned ourselves to draw in an aligned partner. And then of course, touched on some of the questions like how can you communicate with your partner? How do you take radical responsibility in relationships? What is the foundation of a healthy relationship? Um, how do you set the tone to enter a hard conversation with your partner? How do you maximize time together when dating long distance, uh, creating new experiences and getting over the honeymoon phase and keeping it alive, right? All the things that are really important when entering or in a relationship as well as setting yourself up for one. I hope you enjoy this episode. It was a lot of fun to do. If you are in a relationship, share this episode with your partner. And if you're not, share it with a friend, um, whoever you think would benefit from tapping in and listening to the importance of communicating and all the cool takeaways that Cole and I share. Um, It means the world to me when you share, like, rate, review. And with that, let's get on to the episode. All right, all right, all right. So on our last episode, we wanted to include a little bit about our relationship because I think relationships are the biggest mirrors and the biggest opportunities for growth, but we didn't have time. You took up the whole time. Oh, I talked to you. Mm-hmm. But we're back, <laughs> as we promised. We are back, and um, back no script, no plan, off the dome. But what we can promise you is we're not going to sugarcoat it. We're not going to um, make us look, make us out to be better than we are. I think we're going to be really, really real. This is not us. Instagram. This is the real no filters. Real raw, relevant. We're giving you the truth today. Yeah, I think we talk about our strengths and our struggles. Mm-hmm. Um, and hopefully it's tangible whether you're in a relationship or not, just to understand how we got to this space, being able to attract in a partner that is so aligned, someone that is building a future with you opposed to a part. I think in a lot of my relationships, I started to grow in one direction while the other partner grew in theirs. And that ultimately led to so much separation. And I really see already you and I growing so together um, with a huge foundation of faith. So why don't we start with our strengths? (laughs) Strengths? Should we start with our struggles? We can start with strengths. Let's start with our strengths. One, two, three, communication. Communication. (laughs) We talked about the same page. I think... I just want to start by saying that how I showed up even the first time I met you and in the beginning of this relationship, I so promised myself that I was going to speak and speak up and communicate my truth. Like that was a non-negotiable for me in every 
new relationship that I entered, whether it be friendship or dating romantic okay. relationship, I think I had to do that. I've never done that before. I've never really shown up as authentic as I did with you. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> and it was really scary at first, but you really quickly made it a really, really safe place yeah. for me to openly communicate everything with you. Like I'm pretty sure on our first day, we, I don't know, we went we all talked about sorts all the of things. Yeah. yeah. So I, I think we both made that promise. I remember mm -hmm. um, saying something very similar, like you know, typically here I would be holding back mm -hmm. or unsure or think I'm moving too fast or whatever, but I'm promising you that I'm not going to do any of that. Like you're getting all full transparency, honesty. And if it's too fast, I'm sorry, I'm too much. <laughs> like, yeah, that's just, it is what it is. I'm not holding anything back this time. Yeah. And I think the amount of connection that we formed because of the truth, the transparency and mm -hmm. communication has been crazy. Like, yeah. I feel so much more connected, so much more in tune mm -hmm. with you because of the willingness to open it up and bear all early mm -hmm. when it's scary. Mm -hmm. And because of that, we both did it and leaned in. It doesn't work well when one person does it, it just leads someone to get hurt. Yeah. Uh, but since we both were willing to do that, like I think it's been awesome for mm -hmm. us. And what's equally important, if not more important, is the receptivity on the other end, yeah. right? Like it was already terrifying for me to open my voice up to exactly yeah. what I needed and how I was feeling, yeah. feeling unjudged for my path and yeah. unjudged for the place that I was in that's scary enough yeah. but then not to have that like i said safe space to land where you held no judgment and right. you were you were um compassionate for my journey that takes a lot of work on your end mm -hmm. right like to be able to hold that space for someone without merging yeah. in their energies or totally. judging them for their experience which is such a human defense tactic it's almost something yeah. we have to unlearn which is harder to do than yeah. learn and you did that yeah, you did that so gracefully, and it, it it did. It set the trajectory, it set the expectation and the foundation for you and I to have hard conversations for the rest of our lives. But, yeah, well, I, we had all the hard conversations in the first week and already dealt with some heavy stuff. And mm -hmm. I think after that, we made through that. We're like, wow, well, I, yeah. I think we've, we laid a good foundation If already. you listen to the last episode, you shared about the loss of your mom and dad. That yeah. was our first Deep I took you from the airport yeah. and you flew in to visit me, sight unseen. Yeah. And we went to lunch and that was the first conversation we had, yeah. right? Which it did it set the tone for the rest of the day and like, all right, this is real. Let's go. What are yeah. we wasting time on? And um, so I really think that and aside from just those first beginning stages of our communication, we've really kept it up. Yeah. I think even this weekend, you know, right? We're doing long yeah. distance. So <laughs> So we feel that tension and that frustration being apart from each other so yeah. long. And then all we want to do when we come back together is feel connected. Mm -hmm. And I have um, been a little bit of, in a little bit of a season I've shared with the listeners yeah. of just feeling heavy and uncertain and scattered in these areas. So for, you know, you to come in and say, I see you, I hear you, I yeah. validate you. And your needs are so important. And so are mine, <laughs> yeah. like is something that is, that is pivotal and I've never had it in a relationship. And it's just mm. really teaching me that the more communication, the better, and you cannot be over communicative yeah. with your partner. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think it, but to me, it's a, not only was it the foundation we set, but it's been a daily choice for us. Mm. I think that hasn't been perfect. I know mm -hmm. that's what we talked about last night. It's like, Hey, we have not been communicating as well mm. as we were. Like, and that's why we feel a little tension here. Like, can we yeah. just talk and get it out there and name it? Um, and so I think for us, the healthiest space we're in, not always the happiest because there's things to work through, but the healthiest space we're in is when we're willing to just every day communicate. Mm -hmm. This is what I need. 
this is how I'm feeling. Yeah. Most of the time just naming it hearing the other person like, oh, that's not even what I meant. I'm so sorry. Like, yeah. oh, okay, cool. Problem solved. Right. Instead of carrying that and letting resent resentment build like we talked about yeah. And pushing aside pride and ego yeah. to be able to do that for yourself, being the speaker and the listener, yeah. right? Like taking your agenda out of it and your defense guards down to hear and see that other person knowing that they are having a human experience and that it is valid yeah. regardless if you feel it's right or wrong you get to listen and hold that sure. space you get to validate their feelings and then you get to come from your side and your point of view which is so important i would say another big strength um this just dropped on my heart so here we go is that how much we allow ourselves to be our individual selves yeah. you know you are this big you know speaker and you you're always up in front of people and doing your thing and living your passion and i am also bubbly outgoing love to connect with people and oftentimes like i've either been the more outgoing one right and it's always been a little bit of a a little bit of attention attention yeah in my relationships and i think you and i understanding and loving and seeing each other Mm -hmm. for everything that we are and me pushing you to get bigger and do more and you doing the same for me has been it's created so much trust it's created such a safe space and the reasons that we fell for each other are the same reasons that we love and support each other, I guess. Yeah, I think that's something we um, have maybe had the best bonds formed around is when we were willing to be fully ourselves, mm-hmm. and even in the goofy ways. Mm-hmm. There's a couple of times I remember you like, oh, shoot, like that was really weird. You're like, I love it. I love you way more now, yeah. even though you did something really goofy. Yeah. Um, but I think also, too, like we even talked about a second ago of the things that we are strong at, not seeing that as a weakness in the other. Like just because we're both strong at communicating, we're both like love people, not like letting that to be a jealous thing, but mm-hmm. letting those gifts flourish and say, yeah. you know, just because you're communicating and talking to all these people, like does not mean I'm less important, but that's using your your gift and your mm-hmm. your talent to connect with people. And it's the same thing I fell in love with. Mm-hmm. I guess for you too, you've communicated like, me traveling and speaking and being with people all the time like there could be a you know an insecurity or concern of like what's he doing while i'm gone which obviously i've done a great job of overly communicating Mm -hmm. and you know keeping that connection but instead of you taking that approach of like what are you doing while you're gone it's like hey i want you to flourish in your gifts and Mm -hmm. you know it takes both sides but i feel so supported in that that not knowing that there's a tension there of a concern from you instead of a full support yeah i think it's allowing me to fully flourish too right which then just full circle wants us makes us want to be that much closer and support each other right like i think it's not the it's not the feelings of jealousy or the feelings of insecurity that are bad it's just the the judgments that we place in around those feelings right like yeah yeah, absolutely because those things are human and they'll come and it's not to say that i never get jealous or insecure right but what i do with that is communicate them with you check in with myself, getting really curious about where that's coming from, yeah. where maybe in my past I wasn't safe to feel this way, and mm. and then bringing it to you. Again, over-communicate everything. Yeah. I think that was something that was, it's so hard and I'm still working on it because yeah. I went from under-communicating to trying yeah. to over-communicate with you. Yeah. But you but you setting the tone and you saying, hey, I'm going to be vulnerable and go first. Like yeah. Vulnerability is just saying, hey, I'll go first, right? Yeah. And then opening that space and creating that space was so important for yeah. us. Like you said, it's got to be both sides, though. It's not just the one communicating has got to be vulnerable. The mm-hmm. one receiving has got to be gracious in that. Mm-hmm. Because the danger can be that one person is vulnerable, or both people are vulnerable, but when it's received, it meets defensiveness or frustration or mm-hmm. you know, some sort of 
reaction that is not healthy and that immediately shuts down that channel of communication. Oh, yeah. Um, But it also takes the person that's communicating to, and I probably overly do this, but to process through things of like, is this a one-time occurrence or just a Mm -hmm. pattern that I'm seeing? Like, Is this Mm -hmm. something that maybe I just saw something and I am emotional and it's not that big of a deal or just something that I can look back and see a pattern? And most things that like, I don't bring up stuff anymore that I just like a one-time thing because I realize like, I'm just being like, I'm hangry right now. Yeah. I'm frustrated by nothing. Yeah. And so learning like, what are the battles that I want to face? But if it's something, even if it's a one-time thing, that's continue eating it up, like get it out there so yeah. it can be done. But also understand as the speaker, like sometimes you just be crazy sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like if I'm hungry and, you I'm do get angry. and I start to get grumpy, I got to remind myself of that and say, it's probably nothing to do with what she's doing. I'm just having an issue right now. Y'all, I will literally be like, hey, here's a bar. And he's like, what? Why? I'm like, before you get hangry, here's a bar. She starts to take preventative measures. <laughs> no, but that's so um, important. I'm glad you made that point of taking inventory of yourself first, right? So you don't react. You say, huh? Yeah. Interesting. Um, a little bit um, heightened or activated, if you will. What's yeah. what's that stemming from? And what are my external factors? Am sure. I stressed? Yeah. Am I tired? Am I hungry? Is this something that needs to be brought up now like you do? Yeah. We are all responsible for the communication mm-hmm. that we bring to the table yeah. and in the form of fashion that we bring it. Yeah. If we come in fiery, right? How yeah. do you think that person's going to receive it? Take right. inventory yeah. of yourself. We're radical responsibility over here. How you get to bring something up. And yes, you get to bring it up, but, um, but be intentional about that because that's something that will either grow and strengthen the relationship or just, you know, push you backwards. Another thing that you and I are really great at is viewing it's you and me versus the problem. Yes, It's never you versus me, right? It's like, okay, it's you and me versus this thing, this past experience that we have or whatever it is. And, and really like I have, Feel like I look at that in every. Hundred percent. We've never been really arguing. No, but any sort of any discussion or like frustration we feel, it's always how can we mm-hmm. work together to solve this? We're on the same team. It's not us fighting against each other. Right. It's fighting against the thing. Mm-hmm. And I know for me, I have to. I think anytime I say this to you, it's equal reminding to me. Like every time we're frustrating, mm-hmm. is I always pause and like grab your hand yeah. and say, "I'm all in on this thing. Mm-hmm. Like, we're working on this together. Yeah. Like there's no second thoughts on my yeah. end of why." Like, so just because we're frustrated doesn't mean I'm thinking like it's just the right thing. Mm-hmm. I know this is the right thing. How do we figure this out together? Mm-hmm. And so men <laughs> take the leadership in that and reassure that just because we're frustrated about something doesn't mean I'm trying to get out of the relationship or there's even a thought there. Know that we're on the same team and immediately that smooths over, to, over any defensiveness or frustration because mm-hmm. it's how can we work together on this and just be healthy. Totally. And moving into our struggles, that is something that is so hard for me because I'm an avoidant attachment. Yeah. This is what people want to hear. They want to hear the struggles. Yeah, they want to hear the struggles. They're like, all right, let's go. Let's talk about the – we don't want to hear it too much. Um, Yeah, I think that's been something that's so hard. My avoided attachment is like, well, this is wrong. Like, I'm going to – whatever. This isn't going to work out, right, which I don't feel like I've done here. But it's something that I've definitely embodied in my past. And so every time we have this disagreement, you restating that, you can't do it enough, right? Like, it changes everything. I lessen. I feel my body – I feel a sense of peace come over me and that I'm able to communicate with you because we've just named it. That's not there. That's not happening. Right. So let's, because we can just create these things in our head. And before we know it, such a small problem can turn so big. So just like reminding me, we're all in on this. This is you and me. Because that takes away any of the edge to what we're talking about. Yeah. It's, puts us back focused not on us but on the problem like mm-hmm. how do we fix this together mm-hmm. there's nothing wrong with us mm-hmm. we just gotta fix this thing there's nothing wrong with me well <laughs> just that's wrong with me <laughs> well in that vein i'll talk about my struggles then uh one of the ones that really comes to mind is expectations um 
I tend to put expectations on scenarios, expectations on uh, what things should feel like, what things should look like. And I allow things that don't happen based off of my expectation to frustrate me to where like, I, I want this, and this happened the other night or last mm -hmm. night. Uh, I wanted to have like a fun evening where we laugh and hang out and have fun together. And I had this expectation and we talked about playing games and talked about even like going to get a jacuzzi or whatever. Like I had this like big grandeur of this night's going to be so fun. We're going to laugh. And it ended up being way more chill than that. And we just hey, kind of hung out and talked for a little bit and then went to bed. And I like had to fight through some frustration of like, why the heck am I frustrated? Tonight was a great night. It's because I had put this expectation mm. that I've held like, I only be happy if this happens. Yeah. Um, and I tend to do that in a lot of things in a relationship. Like maybe, you know, in a conversation, I'm expecting you to say something like this or mm. expecting me to, you know, just because I folded the clothes, get like a great big thank you. Like, <laughs> I had this expectation around things like yeah. that. I attached my joy to it and I'm realizing like mm. that never is healthy and it never, nothing is ever a big deal when I get frustrated about things. So yeah, yeah I got to stop. That's the first time he's voiced that I know, on a podcast. Here y'all go. <laughs> that go. is a great example last night. And I, I think I could easily say this is a struggle of mine too. Mm -hmm. It looks different, right? But just the expectation that I place on you to show um, up for me yeah. without communicating how I need you to show up yeah. for me. Right. And yeah. then I love how you said I'm attaching my happiness yeah. to that coming. What happens when it doesn't come? Yeah. Are we crumbling? You know, yeah. like that's such great awareness yeah. on your end. And thank you for voicing that. I think a lot of people struggle with that yeah. and it's so important. And, and two things come to mind is a, if there is something that you need, right? Cause an expectation yeah. is just a need, yeah. then you have to voice it. Yeah. And also an expectation is just an expectation totally. and 98% of the times they won't be met. Sure. So beautiful way of explaining that if we attach our worth and happiness yeah. and validation to an expectation, yeah. we're going to be let down Right and I think this all centers around communication, but most frustration in relationships come from unmet expectations. Mm -hmm. And typically it's because they're uncommunicated. Yeah. And so the times that I find myself as frustrated is because I didn't communicate an expectation that I had. Yeah. And I allowed myself to get frustrated because it didn't happen when you probably had no idea that was even an expectation. Yeah. And I'm over here getting pouty about it, <laughs> which I don't think I did that bad Thanks a job. Thanks for folding the clothes, uh, you're, you're welcome. <laughs> I folded your clothes. We're on the call. I wanted love for that. You know something that I was taught in a cohort, one of the first cohorts that I ever took was when you are creating a judgment around, for me, your partner, yeah. whoever it is, whatever it is, right? I close my eyes for about a minute. Mm -hmm. And then I allow those judgments to come up. And with every time it comes up, I say clear judgment. Mm -hmm. So literally like he's being pouty, clear judgment. He mm -hmm. is getting frustrated with me for no reason. Clear judgment. I can't do anything right. Clear judgment. Close your eyes. Let those judgment, let those judgments organically come up for you because they're real. Again, with everything in our life, the more we suppress and try to just avoid them, the louder they get. So I allow them to be there. I'm like he's bugging me right now clear judgment <laughs> like really so yeah. so try that practice with yourself because what happens you know, you know just five minutes ago but never okay. <laughs> allow kidding. yourself sorry um but yeah just allow yourself to close your eyes and watch them come up i always watch them come up and then it's like i'm swiping them right like yep come up swipe clear like and it's a practice because you're identifying what the judgments are you're creating mm -hmm. and you're allowing yourself the space to say i see that and it's there and I'm yeah. clearing that because I have a choice, right? Yeah. And I can live in that and I can make it go down the rabbit hole of me creating resistance yeah. for you or I can clear it. Yeah. 
Yeah, I think people want stories. They want they want to hear examples of these things. Mm. So your turn. What is the struggle? <laughs> <laughs> and then is there an example yeah. of that? Um, my, I would agree with you on your struggles of expectation, but I also think that my biggest struggle that you and I are facing, and me specifically, is allowing you to mm, create a new way. And you've already changed the trajectory of relationships for me in so many ways. And there are still so many ways that I react based on how I've been hurt in past mm-hmm. relationships. Um, you know, at one point, something happened in me and something shifted shifted in the relationships that I was in that I had to become highly independent mm-hmm. in supporting myself. Yeah. I didn't feel very supported, very seen, or very heard. So mm-hmm. I had to create that. And what that's led to is a beautiful sense of self-love, yeah. knowing that I can take care of my own. Strength. And on the unhealthy spectrum of things, it has allowed me to harden a little bit. Mm-hmm. It's hard for me to lean into you for support fully yeah. and to release my grip and to just allow myself to go there because it's never been fully safe. And I'm mm-hmm. almost waiting for the ball to drop or yeah. um, feel like I have to be independent. And that's why mm-hmm. you're attracted to me. Um, so I have a really hard time letting my guard down and letting you fully in. Um, yeah. And I think sometimes when you ask and challenge me to go in, it's almost like when I do, then I pull away. Mm-hmm. So there's like a resistance there. So really walking the fine line between, okay, what do I know about my past, taking Mm -hmm. inventory there, and what are my needs that are non-negotiables, and also allowing you to create a whole new experience for me and not tying you to past experiences because you are none of those things, right? Does that make sense? No, it makes total sense. And I think for on my side, uh, we've talked about this too, it's, um, it's a dangerous thing to for me to react to those because um, I could easily, you know, knowing that I'm trying to love you the best and leaning in strong and trying to support mm-hmm. you, feeling any sort of resistance or pulling away or unmet in that, could have been, well, that doesn't work. Like, I need to maybe stop like, mm-hmm. doing that or let her be alone or to you know, pull back, which is the worst thing that could happen because that's mm-hmm. re- you know, reinforcing the things you've already gone through. And so I think as, as partners, understanding that there's past trauma or past pain that our significant others have gone through that they are going to have to be working through. And if we're doing our job right, there still is going to be times where it's going to take time to get used to that. Like times where there's, like you said, new patterns created. Mm-hmm. And I have to remind myself every time I'm met with maybe a little resistance or leaning away or like not feeling like you receive the love and support, um, that it's not necessarily a wrong thing. And mm-hmm. deep down, you know, you or deep down, you wanted that and expressed that yeah. you're just learning how to receive it and how to lean into it. And I just have to give it time. Mm-hmm. And so if you feel like you're on the giving end of the love that's not mm-hmm. being received or you're almost getting resistance to love and support that, you know, is given in a healthy and not manipulative or not, you know, forceful way, it's just holding space and being supportive. Like don't give up on that just because it's not yeah. received the first time realize that you're helping them create new patterns and you're doing the healthy thing. Don't change you just because it's not received well. Mm-hmm. Keep doing what you know is right and allow that pattern to be reformed. Yeah. Oh, good, babe. Good that's word. so true. Yeah, like that's how strength, that's how the muscle is built, right? Right. Repetition. Yeah. I try, I show up, I'm vulnerable. You yeah. hold me safely. Totally. Done. And we do it again. We yeah. do it again. It gets easier. It gets slightened. All of a sudden, this limiting story that I have in my head that I'm not safe to be received by a male partner is mm-hmm. not so true, yeah. right? 
Let's transition a little bit because we've been talking to our couple friends. Let's talk a little bit to our single people out there. Um, What it took, because I tell everybody this, and I don't know if I've told you this, but I think I told you this. I think somebody like you would have felt really out of reach for me six months ago. Like if I would have, mm, let's say nine months ago. Okay. okay. Give myself some grace here. I'm known you for what? Um, yeah, probably more like almost a year ago, right? Yeah. Seeing if I were to make a list of all of my ideal qualities in a partner, that list felt a little bit unrealistic. Like I maybe mm. had an expectation that was too high and wow. you literally check off all those boxes. And I, and I love this quote so much let's see if i can get it this just came to me i believe in this lifetime we have multiple soulmates and the one you end up with is directly correlated to the amount of evolution you do on yourself i saw that about nine months ago and i thought well then i better get to work right like if if that's true then i want to evolve i want to be the best version of myself i want to position myself to attract 10 out of a 10 not in seven and a half or an eight Mm -hmm. like i want the best of the best i want that for myself and i really really made that clear to the universe i really did i journaled about it i wrote you letters (laughs) that you have never seen i need to read these letters but really it was about me embodying first and taking responsibility for being able to bring somebody in at that capacity and calibration and show up for them because i also knew that finding the right partner was the single most important thing that i did in this lifetime Mm -hmm. aside from strengthen my faith right like we are going to spend forever together and then we have to share my cookies and peanut butter with you like this is going to be a big decision and it's so important it's life decisions together so yeah well it's it's exactly what i was going to talk about for single people too is just like we talked about in the last episode if i want to have the business if i want to have the relationship that I'm looking for, I have to become the person to be able to hold, sustain, to build that thing. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what we do with business owners is how do you become the leader you need to be for this yeah. business who's to be a byproduct of that. Not, mm-hmm. I gotta give you all the tools and tricks yeah. and tips and stuff that's gonna help you grow it because mm-hmm. if you're not there, it won't matter. Right. I think the same advice that's been given to me that really shaped, I think, coming into alignment and finding you was if I want this type of person to be attracted to me, I've gotta become that type of person that they would be attracted to. Like yeah. I've got to build the me mm-hmm. that they want. And, you know, I think that's exactly what you did is you, you wrote down all these things and maybe they were out of reach at that time. I'm, I have no idea. I didn't know you <laughs> in that season. I <laughs> yeah, only know you, you now, <laughs> but I think you did the work of saying, well, if I'm going to have this type of person in my life and to love me and to want to be with me, like I've got to become the type of person that they want to be with. Yeah. And you know, that's the you that I met and fell in love with was like, wow, like this mm-hmm. is, all that I needed and wanted to. And it's the type of work that, you know, on my end, I've been doing the same thing. Like I had all of these things written down and mm-hmm. qualities that I was looking for, but if you would have talked to me a year or two ago, I arguably wasn't in that place either. And it's yeah. taken pain and, and learning and a lot of work on myself. Mm-hmm. Um, but that, that's the best advice I've ever been given is if yeah. you want to have the relationship that you're, you're dreaming of, you have to be the partner that can receive that. Yeah. Oh, I love that. And I still say, I'm like, you met me at my mess, not my best. And you're always like, if your mess is it, let's yeah, go. Yeah, sure. If this is your mess, I'm excited for the best. Yeah. But it is like, it's where you prioritize that too, mm-hmm. right? If you're in a place, you have to be in a place. Yeah. Energetically, you have to be in a place to receive and call on that partner. If you're in a space of like, hey, look, I got to be selfish for a few years. And sometimes sure. God will override that, yeah. right? And a lot of times we think we're in a space that we're not. But just like anything else in your life, you have mm-hmm. to make space for it 
Like, if you, are you going on a lot of pointless dates and swiping on the dating app? Which there's no judgment there at all. We met on Bumble. Hey. We can talk about that. We weren't gonna talk. We weren't gonna. Like, just drop, drop the secrets. Um, <laughs> but if it's intentional versus if it's just numbing or distracting again, yeah. right? Like, sure. You have to be in the space to receive that and open yeah. it up and energetically allow it to flow. I always find it funny when people are like, well, I'm, I'm not I'm not dating right now. I'm focusing on myself. Well, those people are the ones that always end up finding someone because yeah. why? Because they're becoming a different person. Yeah. Now they're attracting new people in their life. Mm-hmm. It's a totally different game. Yeah. So are we going to tell we telling how with that now? Is yeah. Giving I always ask people, like, you want his version or my version? Because <laughs> yeah. I always romanticize it. So you were, you, do you want to? Do you want me to tell what the normal version version? No, you, oh, no okay. one wants the normal version okay, at all. Okay, I will. So I downloaded Bumble on a Friday night with my friend Morgan. Shout out, Morgan. Shout out, Mo. And um, was literally on it from Friday night to Saturday night. And then Saturday night, she was like, wait, what are we fasting for 21 days? Because I think it was right at the start of the new year. It was like mm-hmm. literally January 1st or 2nd. Yep. And I was like, Bumble, obviously. I'm out. <laughs> and I had matched with like five or six or 20, I'm just kidding, like five or six people. Just kidding. There's I literally no matched with like me. five. What are you about? <laughs> and um, my first message to you was, hey, look, I'm deleting this app, but if you want to follow me on Instagram, go ahead. Here's my handle. Bye. And I deleted the app like right there, yeah. thinking like this guy's not going to follow me. And then sure enough, you did. You mm-hmm. followed me. And you were in Denver for one night only three days oh three days yeah. but you were on that night uh-huh. the one night that i had it yeah um and we didn't even meet <laughs> like for weeks mm-hmm. like you messaged me and you're like i actually live in oklahoma and i was like that's pretty lame why are you on bumble um and i almost went to nashville with you <laughs> first week oh, yeah. <laughs> but uh we crazy we are crazy it's so funny though he was like we, we did we really talked about taking a trip together that first week and he asked me like what makes you feel safe to go on this trip with me and i was like i have no real answer other than I feel really aligned and really intuitive right now and it's a full body yes and I just I'm gonna all go with you and and yeah and then it took us like another month to really actually have you fly out here and be in person so I think that shows how much draw and connection and chemistry there was pro tip for all the singles that are (laughs) trying to get a feel especially you meet someone online trying to get a feel of what they're about send voicemail mm-hmm. voicemail back and forth FaceTime that was facetime if you can but i always like that's the first thing i did was start voicemailing her and that's very quickly how i knew she was the type of person i want to be around because you can hear it in their voice you can hear their passion you can hear their ability to have a conversation you can also hear if things are going to be dull or lame between you <laughs> yeah but true. i think one of the first things i told her was like this is super weird and don't make fun of me but like there's something about your voice that is so, uh, I didn't even say attractive. It's like just um, it's peaceful. It's peaceful. Like it yeah. brings a peace. It brings a life. Like there's so much joy and energy you carry. And like, I love that. Like it's, it's just something that makes me want to get to know you so much more. And I can feel that attachment. Yeah. Um, so pro tip, voice memos. Yeah. But I think for us too, like, because we were having such like very intentional conversation at the very yeah. beginning too, like, we talked very quickly about faith and talked very quickly about what we're passionate about and what we're doing with our lives. Not just like, what's your favorite color? <laughs> I don't even, I don't think I even ever asked you like, what's your favorite type of music? I think you asked me those things and I would always be like, I hate favorite questions. <laughs> yeah, I was like, Great. So what's your favorite, least favorite question? <laughs> what's your least favorite question? Um, but yeah, so that's her version. My version is I speak at a, an event here in Denver every other month. I get to you know, help do some coaching, speaking, I MC the event. So I'm here every other month and I don't even know 
but uh, I don't even know why, but I had downloaded Bumble and I think I was just very bored, like I uh, had this event and I was sitting in my hotel the whole evening kind of by myself hanging out. And I was just like, well, I got nothing else to do. I'm watching the football game. Like, I'll just, I don't know. Let's just see what happens. And so I started looking through it. Um, I think I got bored very quickly. I think I swiped for like all of five minutes. It was like, this is done. Five minutes. You can get a lot done. You can get a lot done in five minutes. Very quickly, it was like, I'm bored. Like, I don't even know why I'm swiping in Denver. Like, I'm not here very much. This is stupid. Uh, One of those things where you just, it just kind of happened. Anyways, I got that message from her. Like, hey, I'm deleting this. Check out my Instagram. I'm like, okay. Like, cool. So I went over Instagram and I was like, who is this goddess? <laughs> uh, she is gorgeous. She looks so fun. Uh, and then I sent her a message and I was like, Hey, I, you know, I'm the guy you just told to message. I had no idea. Maybe, I thought maybe she had told that to a bunch of people, but, uh, then the conversation very quickly took off with the voice memos yeah. and we could feel the connection immediately. And yeah. yeah, I even think a few times, like, honestly thinking back I was resistant like I was like I'm not gonna reply like I was I had a lot of ego and pride going on and especially around relationships like I really believed that I was in this season of building myself and I had a long way to go before I was ready to attract that partner in and so I think with that is some motivation and just some hopeful like I know how it can feel really hopeless being single am I ever gonna find my partner right like I I absolutely felt that way. I definitely went through seasons of doubt and frustration, feeling like every day date I went on was so out of alignment and just yeah, exhausting, 100%. right? And I think the the quote I told myself many times, and I still tell you to this day now for different things, is what misses you mm-hmm. was never yours, and what's yours will never miss you. It's like it's true. Like yeah. the odds of you and me swiping in a twenty four hour period while you were here and I was there, it really is. Like it's yeah. you know, I mean, some people might roll their eyes, but to me, I'm like, no, that was. Definitely no coincidence, There's right? No that coincidence. was divine synchronicity. And mm-hmm. um, and I really do believe that the more that we just trust in that process, the faster they show up. Mm-hmm. And and so if you're single, I, I totally understand where you're at and that feeling. And some days you're really motivated and you're like, yeah, yeah, my partner. And some days it's really hard. Mm-hmm. Like, I know that for a fact. So I think just holding that vision and, and knowing that you can set an expectation extremely high for the person you want to call in, mm-hmm. as long as you yourself oh, are mm-hmm. being that person and showing up in that way. Powerful. I love yeah. it. Now for the couples to finish off, okay. uh, we talked about this um, a lot recently. Uh, please do some research into your significant other's love language. Uh, I think the biggest... <laughs> The biggest thing that we've been figuring out, uh, both good and bad, good in that it's helping us love each other better, bad, realizing like why it's causing <laughs> frustration with the other is understanding love languages. Yeah. So if you know much about them, there's a few of them. It's words of affirmation, physical touch, quality time, gifts, and acts of service. There's mm-hmm. five. Uh, and all of us have different needs in those areas. Yeah. Some of us need a ton of one, don't need much of the other. Like it's it's different for each person, but usually there's one or two that you like are very strongly that's how you receive love side note i will put a link at the bottom of this podcast for you to take the test take the test please take the test with your partner as well so you know how to love them better because the problem that we ran into is that i know my love languages are words of affirmation physical touch tell me i'm awesome (laughs) grab my butt (laughs) just kidding give me a hug or kiss Uh, that's how i feel love it's like uh, you know, there's quality time too is important to me, but I feel love the most when I have words and there's some sort of touch that happens. And it's not, it doesn't have to be like a sexual touch. It's like just someone like when her, like put her hand on my back, like I, there's a reassurance or a love that I feel there. Now, 
she really responds to acts of service. Now, the problem that can come up is if I try to love her in the way that I need to be loved mm -hmm. and fully leaning into touch your button, tell you you're amazing. Mm -hmm. Like she's not going to receive love in the way that I would. And so I have to be very intentional and actually I'm not very good at this and I have to fight through it is to look for areas that I can give acts of service. Where can I um, solve problems for her? Where can I do things that take stuff off of her plate that mm -hmm. leave her no stress? Because that's the way she receives love the most. And then, you know, for her as well, if she tried to love me in the way that uh, she receives love, I don't actually receive acts of service mm -hmm. very well. Like mm -hmm. I actually need to work on that probably. But to me, that doesn't make me feel love. That actually makes me feel guilty sometimes. Like, yeah. oh, don't do that for me. Like, please, like, let me do it. Like, yeah. but she's thinking that's loving me the best when really I just need to be told how much she loves me. Like I need that reassurance. Yeah. And so I would challenge you to totally dominate this conversation. Mm -hmm. I want you to speak into it too, mm -hmm. but learn not only what you need so you can communicate that, but learn what the other person needs so that you can love them the way they need to be loved. Yeah. Oh no, I don't think you dominated at all. I think you hit all the points and my brain just went back to the previous example of you folding laundry because uh -huh. that's an acts of service that yeah. you did. So I felt like, Oh, how sweet. Yeah. But then I didn't come Voice, back with words the words back. of affirmation. Right. So you felt so, love, but I didn't receive love back. Right. Didn't say anything about it. And I was immediately frustrated. Like, <laughs> oh, tell me you Lord, love me. Tell me. Thank you. Good luck out there. <laughs> Just kidding. No, but it is. And it's, it's intentionality. And I think, as much as we need to learn about our partners, like we need to understand that that's mm -hmm. not their love language. Sure. So if there's an area where you're like, Hey babe, this would really help me out. Just yeah. ask, yeah. right? Because mm -hmm. it doesn't come natural to me to affirm you. Yeah. And it's important that I do. And so sometimes you have, you've been like, Hey, yeah. I need to know how good I'm doing. I'm like, yeah. I need you to affirm that like all this effort is being yeah. received. And I'm like, Oh, beautiful babe. Yes. Yeah. And, yeah. and you know, like I will I'll be intentional about sending you a text, especially distance, mm -hmm. like something that lets me know yeah. that I'm really thinking and appreciating you because that's real for me in that moment. Oh, yeah. But if I don't express it, that sure. person doesn't get to know and, yeah. and get to be a part of that. I think feeling. be willing to ask for those things too. And not in a like defensive or accusing mm -hmm. or pressuring way, but sometimes like I'll literally be like, I need the words, tell me the words, <laughs> love me. And, At first and, I thought you were kidding. No, I like, like I really need it. <laughs> Uh, but opening that space in a non-pressured, non-judgmental yeah. way of like, it's communicating, but I'm also not like get that defensive or angry about it. I'm yeah. just willing to say, I need this, but also like, yeah. let's do it in a funny way. I yeah. think for you too, um, willing to like you telling me that's your love language has been helpful, but also like you're working through sometimes asking for help. Yeah. Like I know you need it and I know you want it and I know you want these acts of service, but sometimes it's yeah. tough for you to ask for it. Um, yeah. I've been very intentional to try to open up, like, how can I serve you? How can I help mm -hmm. you? You say no, but then I'm like, okay, I'll go do something anyways. You're like, wait, no, okay, do this. Yeah, like, yeah. So be well, willing yeah. to ask, be willing to not accuse, but try to keep that, again, communication open. Yeah, totally. I was just thinking too of like how passive aggressive things have gotten in previous relationships sure. because maybe I did ask, right? But then yeah. I wasn't met. And I think if you're in a relationship right now where you're like, I've expressed my needs, he's yeah. not meeting them. First of all, ask yourself because yeah. radical responsibility, where are you yeah. meeting his needs and are you serving him in the way that you receive yeah. love rather than the way that they do? Yeah, and also being able to express that like, hey, look, this is how you need to be loved. Yeah. I'll work on that. Can you work on the areas in which I yeah. feel the most loved? Like you need totally. to bring that up. You have to make it. And that's why these love languages are tools, right? Mm -hmm. We need tools as humans. We can't just yeah. fly by the seat of our pants. Totally. If I say, hey, this is how your genetic makeup works. So therefore I get to now honor it and learn yeah. to love it. Opposed to it being a burden or frustrating that it's not my same way, right? Just yeah. understanding that we are differently made. And also yeah. we can get into this in a whole nother podcast, but just being a woman and being yeah. a man are completely different. They really are. So yeah. learning to 
not get frustrated at that, but look at it of like, wow, we are literally genetically made up differently to think oh. and work and function completely differently. Oh. So how do we come together on that? Yeah. Like, I think that's a big thing in intimacy, but yeah. another podcast for another yeah. time, right? But like that's men are connected. made up differently yeah. than women. So instead of it being this big taboo, weird thing, which it's never been for us, it's like, a, hey, this is my need and this is my need and let's meet in the middle let's and create this. Yeah. yeah, totally. And I think being willing to, Instead of, like I already mentioned this, of bringing it in a joking way, but also learn to celebrate what you want repeated. Because mm-hmm. yeah. uh, what you celebrate, it gets repeated. Yeah. So instead of just focusing on, hey, you're not doing enough of this, what if you shifted your perspective and hardcore celebrated when they mm-hmm. did do something mm-hmm. that you wanted more of? To where, yeah. like, um, if you want some, like, maybe your your love language is gifts and mm-hmm. your shipping with other, like, one time got you a pair of shoes or got yeah. you something or brought you flowers or whatever, like, continue to celebrate the heck out of it. Yeah. It could be three months later, like, you know what? I just thinking about how grateful I was when you got yeah. me flowers that one time. Guess what? The guy, <laughs> if your guy cares about you enough at all, pick up the hint to know that maybe yeah. I should do more of that. She really liked that. Yeah. And so instead of like, you, it's been three months and you haven't got me flowers, be like, you know what? Like, mm-hmm. I just love so much that you got me flowers. I still think about that. It makes yeah. me happy. Like, how much more is he going to be likely so to yeah. say, oh, well, like he feels good about it. He wants to f- keep feeling good, yeah. like reinforcing what you want repeated instead mm-hmm. of getting on to someone because that's, then they just feel begrudgingly and it's, totally. you're not going to receive the flowers anyways, because he's going to do it with a bad attitude. Right. You've opened yourself up to receive more instead of yeah. pulling something out of someone. Yeah. Ooh, mm. so good. Mm. And I think this note to end on, I think we've said this is our last note a couple of times. All the notes. <laughs> this couple is really the last You get me flowers every freaking week. And like, while that's not necessary for everybody to do, I think, how can you continue to date somebody, right? Yeah. Because I hate the expression honeymoon phase. Like there's a honeymoon phase to everything, the new career, right? Yeah. Like everything has its start, beginning excitement. How do you keep that going through a relationship? It's so important. And um, I think we're quote unquote transitioning out, but still there's so many things that we bring I mean, there's so much to get to know about sure. each other, right? But like you keep this relationship very, very much alive mm-hmm. by still treating me the way that you did at the beginning and being so consistent in your practices, whether it be your good morning text or your flowers to me. Yeah. I think I could honestly do a better job, but I think just showing up as like sure. fresh and new every time we enter the space and like mm-hmm. keeping it light and fun. And I know yeah. it's been a little bit of a season like we've talked about, but that's yeah. the realness of yeah. it, right? And But it's, yeah, I mean... I'm, we're both continuing to be intentional of doing the things mm-hmm. that brought us together. Yeah. Even if when it is tougher and it's not perfect, but like yeah. you caught me ordering you flowers again because yeah. you just threw your others away. Like yeah. pro tip for guys, order delivery flowers for your girl that mm-hmm. show up to their house. So they always have. And then we're forced to, to think see. about y'all every morning. Uh, you're forced to like they walk out of their room, they see flowers and they can only think good things about you. It's mm-hmm. a win for everybody. It's a win for everybody. It does. It does. It makes a difference. And you're thinking of me and you're intentional and you're on time with that and you show up in that way. And yeah. not that you have to do that for the rest of our lives, but like there are things and areas and you open the car door for me every single time we get in the car. I yell at you and you try to do it on your Yes. Own. And when we get out, whether it's gas station or a hot date, like that is you showing up for me and reminding me and telling me in a, in a, a actionable way that yeah you're choosing me and we're still in this together mm-hmm. and slow down long enough to go and open the door for your yeah. partner and create that. And I love that. And I like, that's something that I never thought that I would actually have. And mm-hmm. you did that. And so thank you. Mm-hmm. You're the best here. I'll <laughs> give one over. <laughs> um, I love you, babe. Thank I you for you. coming on. I hope this was really helpful and, and inspiring and um, you can have it all. Yeah. I didn't think I could, but 
Here I am. But to have it all, you got to become the person you want to receive it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I love you. Love you. Thanks, guys. <laughs>